everybody. This is Pam at the Paper Outpost, and this is the Joy of Junk Journals, the Paper Outpost podcast. Hey, have you ever noticed there's a natural ebb and flow to stuff? And if there isn't, there should be. <laughs> Absolutely. So stuff comes into our lives, and then we, we have to face doing something with it. Either we keep it, we throw it out, or we use it. And uh, then stuff goes out. And if there's a log jam in the system anywhere, uh, there can be a little bit of a quandary. And this definitely happens in the craft world, the art world, uh, because we utilize so many different um, things in junk journal making. Uh, the world is literally our oyster when it comes to different craft supplies. Everything can be put in a junk journal until proven otherwise, right? Absolutely. So the natural ebb and flow of things coming in, either getting used or discarded, and then things going out, needs to happen in order to maintain balance. Or you will you will die as a hoarder in a craft avalanche. Yes, we all know what that is. That's when you've collected too much craft, too many craft supplies, and somebody sneezes, and the entire thing swallows you whole in your craft room, and you are gone, and you are never seen again. Yes. It happens. That's a reality. And um, we have great intentions. Oh, boy, we do. When we buy that stuff, we are committed. Like, oh, I've got so many ideas with this. I could just, you you know, make this and make that and make this and make that. And uh, there's nothing wrong with that, getting thrilled about stuff, getting all psyched and excited. Yes, I'm going to do this. And yes, I'm going to do that. And then sometimes life comes along and it says, no, 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 you're not. No, no, you know, just hold your horses, Missy. No, you're not. It's not going to happen like you think it is. That's right. You're going to have all these grand dreams, and then you're going to walk down the thrift store aisle and see another little sparkly carrot, and then you're going to have to have that too. And then you're going to be all excited about that, and you completely forgot about the first thing. And uh, then there'll be a few sequential days of something like this, and the piles come home. And uh, maybe you zip over to Hobby Lobby and just pick up a few things. And then you're over at your friend's, um, uh, Kathy's, and she says, Hey, you might be able to use this. I know, because you make those things. And she gives you a big armful of stuff, and there you go. And then off to your sister's, two more truckloads worth of stuff. And next thing you know, craft phalange. Yep. Um, So, uh to, uh, there's some kind of, I think it's a Simon and Garfunkel song, uh, To Every Time There's a Season, something like that. Well, anyway, to every craft, there must be a purpose. I don't know. But things um, either need to come in, get used, and then move out, or you get you 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 go into the, uh, the deep, dark abyss of the we'll never find her again because there's so much stuff in here situation. So... Where are you on the scale of how much you like to deal with that part of it? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, um, I have to deal with that part of it a lot because I am an avid collector. Love, oh, absolutely love to collect things. I, I, I like, you know, I'm like, a, I've been collecting paper ephemera and stuff like that. Oh dear, well, slow down everybody. No, there's nowhere you need to go that fast. Okay, there we go. All right, everybody, everybody organized themselves. Um, yeah, 
I like to pick up a few things here and there, um, especially now that uh, hopefully, hopefully COVID is starting to settle down. I'm a little more excited about going out and, you know, exploring and, and checking things out and doing this and going to the garage sales and thrift stores and stuff like that and just seeing what I can find and uh, seeing if I can make a good deal. And, and I don't know, it's just like the whole hunt thing. I just love it, love it, love it. And, uh, you know, what happens with that, it's like letting... Um, you know, but it's like letting a little snake that's been stuck in a bag for a month and like you let her out. And, oh, it just wants to go, go, go. Well, yeah, there's been a little of that, but it's been so much fun. And, um, uh, but you know, there's the flip side. There's the flip side of, Hey Sally, you got all this stuff. Now what are you going to do with it? And, uh, I have no choice, but I, I have to deal with it. Um, otherwise it becomes just overwhelming and, uh, just making a junk journal on my desk, which is, I, I consider it a giant desk. I mean, you know, as far as desks go, it's a big, big desk in my world. And I'm thinking when I make a junk journal, that desk is covered. I mean, it is, it becomes like a giant bird's nest where the, like the area around me is piled high, almost like a stadium. And then in the very valley in the center, um, like where the baseball game would occur, that's where I'm crafting. And it gets smaller and smaller and smaller as I craft. Because I'm always, you know, uh, snipping and uh, uh, cutting and, and placing this over there. And, oh, yeah, I forgot to go get that. So I go pull a bunch of that out. And, uh, you know, and that just happens over and over and over. And then comes the end. And then I've done the project, which is a great feeling. It's like this this elation of, ah, you know, the project is done and I'm feeling so good and happy dancing all around. And um, then the work can go out. Maybe I'm selling the journal. Maybe I'm gifting the journal. Maybe I'm giving it to a friend or who knows what it is. But the item leaves, but then the, the mess is there and it has to be dealt with. It has to be dealt with because uh, I'm one of those people that I got to start with a clear space because these new ideas, they need they need room to run around on my desk. So I, got, I, I don't know. I probably do that. Deep clean of my desk has to happen at least, at least three times a week minimum. Probably four on most times. And uh, sometimes I go through a lot of cutting. Be cutting, 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 cutting. You know, like maybe preparing pages, things like that. So you just get this buildup of scrap, 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 and they're really good scraps. I mean, this is awesome paper. This is like, like, like um, drool-worthy paper. You know what I mean? You just love it. You love the feel, the texture, the sound, the whole thing. So, but then you got this whole pile of it. What are you gonna do? You know? So first you put it in a box and you think everything is okay. And then you overgrow the box. And next thing you know, it's filling up a garbage bag. And uh, you know darn well you're not throwing it out because you love it. So uh, you're committed to somehow using it one day. And uh, so borrowing from it every once in a while, grabbing some handfuls, feeling good about that, but realizing you're barely making a dent. But uh, at least now you've cleaned off your desk and you've got it sitting in a garbage bag beside the desk. So that somehow feels better really not much has changed though the 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 pile has just changed locations um okay now here we have a whole bunch of people and more police so every up there that one police is going the other way though he's going to get somebody hopefully it's not me okay no he's going the other way now is this guy coming my way let's see but there's a whole lot of us so i could get lost in the pack here yeah no he's not moving he's still he's still relaxing good Phew. all right now i'm not going that fast i'm only going 70 Okay, is he moving? Oh, nope, nope. Oh, yeah, here comes. No, 
can't tell. Okay, I think everything's all right. <laughs> I think I'll go shimmy over to the, the middle lane. Yeah, I'll hide amongst the pack. Yeah, they'll never, they won't notice me over here. Um, I really wasn't going that fast. I'm okay. Um, so, you know, that's how it goes. Yeah. So, the ebb and flow of things. It's like a natural order of events. It's really no different than anything else in the house. Let's face it. You go in the kitchen, you're hungry, you want to make something to eat, and you in- inevitably make a mess, right? No matter what you do, there's always a mess. And then either you clean it up and then you eat, or you eat and then clean it up. What, what do you like to do? I, I generally have to clean it up before I eat so that I can really relax when I eat and I don't feel like I have to clean up afterwards. And my husband is the exact opposite. He will use every pot and pan and dish to make a one ingredient meal. I, you know, what? What? And um, everything stays out on the counter till way after he's done and sometimes till the next morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and we're kind of, we're kind of like, try to be responsible for our own dish. I mean, we eat together, but often when one person cooks, that person will kind of be responsible for all the stuff they pulled out for during the cooking phase and the pots and the pans and stuff like that. And then the other person will sort of naturally maybe do the dishes as a thank you, you know, for, um, the other person cooking sort of like a, a tip of the hat thank you very much I'll take the dishes on this this round and um, that's kind of fun that's kind of nice um, but it's that it's like the same in any part of your house like let's say you go into your bathroom it's time to get ready okay I don't uh, you got to go and you got to pull out your face you know you got to put all the stuff line it up there slap it on and uh, do the teeth that type of thing you know and then you got to put it all away <laughs> it's never oh I mean, right, right. And, and and let's just take this one step further. Who invented grass? And why do we have to cut it? Can't we just plant a short growing plant? Can, somebody, okay, please tell me this. What, why do, what, you know, I don't know. Um, so anyway, the ebb and flow of crafting. Yep. Some crafting supplies take a long time to use up. For example, watercolor. Yeah. You don't need that much in life of watercolor. Even when you're painting a lock, it takes a while to get through a little pan of watercolor. Unless you're painting giant watercolors or something. But, I mean, for junk journal making, meh, you'll be pretty good with one pan of watercolor for a long time. You know what I mean? And if you're just starting out new, you don't need to go get expensive, fancy watercolor paint. No. Get the kids stuff. Non-toxic. Have fun with it. Goof around. It's great pigment. Okay, it may not be like super fancy, but it'll definitely get the job done. And it'll definitely, you know, be beautiful in its own right, in its own color. Um, Also, you know, kind of deciding the ebb and... Here's an ebb and flow. How about money when related to crafts? There's an ebb and there's a flow. And sometimes the flow out is bigger than the ebb in. Sometimes we get excited and we buy a lot of stuff. Yeah, we do. And uh, um, sometimes the ebb in takes a little longer to catch up for the ebb out. Is there a credit card that's swelling? (laughs) Is there a bank account that's empty? Is there a debit card that just passed out the last time you walked out of Hobby Lobby? 
Um, yeah, yeah, it can be overwhelming. So there's a definite ebb and flow in the craft world in many regards. Um, and it can take you in many directions. But if you kind of get into a rhythm, and uh, I think, uh, I, is it, it's either, oh, I'm going to say the wrong person. But there's a person out there. Oh, I, it's between two people and I always get them mixed up. I don't want to mix them up. Okay, I'll figure it out and I'll post it down below. But um, she, you'll know who she is. She has um, um, like how to make a lot of your own stuff, make a lot of your own supplies. And she has like a bajillion videos on, you know, how to make all this stuff. And it's really quite amazing what she's created. And, uh, you know, it just, it, it's mine. I can't remember why I brought it up. But it's mind-boggling, you know, what she does. And she has all these things. And she, she, oh, she goes to the Dollar Tree a lot and just buys a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And then creates something amazing out of it. Um, oh, God darn it. I forgot why I was even talking about this. You know, I only had one coffee today. Maybe I can see. Maybe I can find a coffee shop. Dunkin' Donuts. I like Dunkin' Donuts coffee. Yeah. And my husband, he's Starbucks. He likes Starbucks coffee. I don't, Starbucks, I don't know, it tastes like dirt to me for some reason. I know, I know, I'm probably the only person in the world. But uh, Dunkin' Donuts is milder, and I like that, like, soft, non-bitter kind of coffee. And, uh, so, yeah, that'll come to me. <laughs> so, ebb and flow. Okay, sometimes things come into your mind, and then they go out. Yes, that happens. It does. Um. And this is one of those examples. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Um, so, when you find yourself, maybe you've overspent in the craft department. It happens. I know. <laughs> uh, and then you got to tighten, tighten the belts a little bit. The food, you know, budget goes down. You know, you got to pay the rent and you got you to gotta hang on to that. Um, the good thing about crafting, though, is you can really source a lot of things that don't cost you a lot of money. And I think that, uh, maybe that's where I was going with it, is that there are so many ways to still experience the crafting life without actually uh, being, I hope that's not police, um, without actually being, um, um, spending the farm. Yeah, I don't think it's police gotta move over though. Alright, I'm gonna move over into this giant truck. Okay, let me go over here. Now I think it's a charger or something, like a regular charger. Okay, going over here. Alright, we made it. There it goes. No, nope, they had no interest in pulling me over because it was not a police officer. Okay, and I'm not going too fast. I'm, I'm not, so stop worrying, Pam. Okay. <laughs> Alright, there's no rush. My, my good friend will wait for me. I am going to visit her, and we, we went to school together. We're going to have a great time. She's like a sister, and uh, really looking forward to this. And I was going to bring Sunny, but I thought, you know, it might be a little much on Sunny. And um, uh, Papa is really, really bonding to Sunny. It's so great to see. And uh, Sunny will sit on Papa's lap while he's up there working. Papa likes to take Sunny for walks, and, 
and uh, he, he takes them in the shower too and gives them a little shower, you know, and uh, cleans them off. And uh, so they have a great time. So uh, they're going to do some male bonding time while mom is away. <laughs> so that's what's going on around these parts. Not too much. I haven't really done, you know, a lot of getting out away. So this is kind of nice to be able to scoot away. And I uh, got away for one other short little vacation um, um, during this whole COVID, COVID um, well, maybe more than, maybe two, uh, very short. Um, but uh, yeah, it's kind of nice to get out of the house, you know what I mean? And uh, the ebb and flow, things have to come in and then they go out. So now this is me going out. And I always think that when I go to a, a place and have an experience, um, in a different environment with um, maybe a different person, like my, my, my friend, um, I come back recharged and refilled and maybe refreshed and I look at life a little bit differently and this this helps me refill my tank in the craft world because then I'm, I'm, I'm excited because I'm telling her about things and um, she doesn't listen to, she has barely an idea what a junk journal is and uh, she knows I have a channel, she doesn't understand anything about the YouTube channel or the whole YouTube thing or anything like that, which is which is kind of neat in a way because um, uh, you know we talk about other things. We talk about things that um, are outside of it, and and sometimes you need to go outside of the craft world to come back into the craft world. You, you come back with a richer sense of fullness or inspiration, uh, but just by being away from it a little bit. And I think that's a healthy thing because. Um, Burnout is real, and it doesn't matter what you're doing. If you do it 24/7, non-stop, where it becomes a chore, and an, it, where one it was once fun, but now is not. And I've had this experience before in life, so I'm very careful not to go down that path. And I have a habit. I can ease. I'm like a, a bit of an extremist when I get into something. I really get into it, and uh, so I know when I'm going too far and I need to just take a little break or go over here and, you know, have a weekend away or do this or do that. And uh, just to recharge my battery and it feels good. And I'll know when I come home, if I'm excited to get back to it or if I'm thinking about it all weekend, I'm like, oh, I can't wait to get back to it. Then I know that that was the right thing to do. Um, and uh, you really got to listen to your head, your heart, your body. And, um, you know, crafting urges come and go. I was talking to a good friend the other, just yesterday, a different friend, um, and she was telling me how, you know, crafting is, she was a really strong, avid crafter, and uh, now she's just kind of taking a break from it because she needs a little a little time away from it, and that's fine, you know? Um, there's no law that you have to get in there and craft, craft away, but um, if you're in the craft mode and you're ready to go for it, go for it and have fun. Have all the fun you want. Um, you know, because, you know, we can't predict in life. And, you know, I just say craft while you can. Craft while you can and while you're enjoying it. And just have some fun. Have some reckless, abandoned experiencing with your crafting. Take it easy on yourself. Throw the judgment out the window and just play. And uh, I want you to have a rich, fulfilling life that fulfills you in all areas and Somehow I think that these craft items, they stay around even after we're gone. They'll be around and somebody will know you're here. It's like leaving a little legacy, a little mark on the world. 
and uh, you know maybe somebody will be exploring your junk journal 25, 50, 100 years from now, we just don't know. We just don't know what's going to happen to them. And, and that's part of the ebb and flow. We make things and then we let them go. We release them to the universe. Um, free will, come what may. We have no control over what people will do with them. And maybe that's a good thing. And maybe it's good we don't know what they do with them. <laughs> I always laugh. I think how many of them became door stoppers, you know? Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, I think that it's a, it's a release. There's, there's the buildup, the excitement, the creation, and then the release. We let it go. We let it go off into the universe, uh, into somebody else's home and heart, hopefully. Hopefully it brings joy and peace and wonder and adventure, exploration and excitement, or maybe just a clear space to write many, many thoughts. Um, but it's all sent with a feeling, and, if, and we cannot... We cannot give the recipient the feeling that we had when we made it, but we can give them a glimpse into us because they can see and feel and touch and hear the experience we have by having the book in front of them, by turning the pages, flipping, feeling, touching, listening, the whole tactile experience. And maybe just somehow we connect, you know, it's almost like connecting virtually where maybe not there at the exact same moment, but we still connect. Maybe through the books we still connect. I hope so. I hope so. So I hope you're having fun out there. Craft to your heart's content. And when you're done, you're done. But enjoy all the processes along the way. And enjoy your own ebb and flow. And I'll talk to you next time. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye.